Hi, this is Dr. Holly Castle. And I'm Dr. Elizabeth Tadikin. And this is Wellness 360, Your Health, Your Way. This podcast is not intended for the purpose of providing medical advice. All information, content, and material is for information and educational purposes and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. Hey everyone, thanks again so much for joining us today. We're so excited about this upcoming series. Um, We wanted to provide some background before jumping into more condition-specific topics. We felt it was really important to provide a better understanding of how we support our patients in their wellness journey. Mm -hmm. So this first big area we felt important to discuss is what does it mean when we talk about addressing the root cause of illness? Mm -hmm. And so before we get started into discussing the first part of this seven-part series, um, we just wanted to give a little background on what is called the therapeutic order. Uh, So the therapeutic order is an updated modern outline of the traditional naturopathic approach to healing. So naturopathic medicine uh, is, a, is a combined um, bunch of different types of modalities and practices, and it dates back approximately 150 years for that combined practice of naturopathic medicine. Uh, although some of these practices have been going on for centuries, like Ayurvedic medicine or traditional Chinese medicine. Um, or even our own North American oh, and, yeah, you know, European herbal traditions. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, uh, but as a a combined practice, this really started in Western Europe and it spread to North America in the late 1800s. So in 1998, doctors Jared Zeff and Pamela Snyder updated the language of the healing process we use and titled it the therapeutic order. So naturopathic physicians use it in prioritizing individualizing and guiding treatment for their patients. And that is, um, that's really what's very important for us to get across here today and through the series. The therapeutic order works from least to most invasive interventions. And it includes seven steps that should be applied from the bottom up, increasing in intensity as needed to restore health. So um, the order is not rigid though, and that's very important for us to share as well with you all. Um, you know, we could be starting in the middle, we could start at the top of it. So we'll, we'll go through all of them in detail, um, but really what's important is that it's adapted to each person where they are on their wellness journey. Um, so yeah. We're going to start today, though, with the first level of this order, Mm -hmm. removing obstacles to health. Yes, most important. It is the most important. It is the foundation of all of the other levels. Mm -hmm. So when someone comes to see me in the office, I know that their symptoms aren't really the problem. Mm -hmm. The symptoms are what is expressing but the symptoms aren't what caused the problem in the first place. Exactly. The symptoms are the body telling the person it's time to change something. Exactly. 
all organisms adapt to their environment. And the human body is excellent at this. Yes. The body will adapt and continue to adapt until symptoms emerge. And this process could go on for years. Mm-hmm. And so people don't even remember how they felt when they felt really right, good. Right. Because they've been adapting, adapting, adapting into this dysfunction mm-hmm. for quite a while before they suddenly go, oh, I think something might be wrong. Yeah. That's why one of our um, main questions is always like, do you remember what may have triggered this the first time? Yes. You know, so yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we look underneath these symptoms and discover what created all of this. And this is the root cause. I like to say that the thing isn't the thing. (laughs) This is why naturopathic doctors interview our patients extensively to find out where the disturbance started. Mm. This can be highly individualized. For example, one person's IBS did not have the same root cause as somebody else's IBS or somebody's migraines or somebody's, uh, you know, heart palpitations or somebody's anxiety, everybody's body yeah. is responding according to its own inclination. Exactly. So really, we are medically trained detectives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun too. <laughs> yeah. Now, one point that we talk about a lot in our practices is how people, how our clients can help themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's a myriad of things that people can do to help themselves. And this usually includes establishing new and better habits to replace those old injurious habits that created the symptoms in the first place. Yes. So removing the things that are disturbing health allows the person's vitality to start to increase. Mm -hmm. And when that vitality increases, then the body's natural healing processes can start to take over. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. (laughs) It is. It's It's miraculous. Yeah. And one of the things I want to point out, both Dr. Tadakin and I want to point out, Mm -hmm. is almost everybody already knows what these things are. Yeah. They're very simple, and a lot of them are free. Yes. That's why it's called, I call them the foundations of health. That's really what it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so these, we make some very simple recommendations to the point where it almost baffles yes. some of our patients it, and clients. It does. They can't believe how simple the initial treatment can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, drink more water. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, sometimes you're just like, okay, after you've spent two hours listening to a patient or, you know, an hour and a half, whatever, mm-hmm. each physician's different, but just you do your intake and you, you do this long intake of listening to what's going on and trying to f- really figure out where is the, the, point of maximum effect is what I I also like to say, like Mm -hmm. where, where's, where's it really all coming to? And that's the root cause. And so, for example, um, the, the, you know, particular uh, root cause for everyone is different and it could be the diet. Like you could be eating the same foods every day and not realize that you are actually either allergic, intolerant. There's, you know, of course there's a little difference between those Mm -hmm. two, but that could be a major aggravator for you, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just... So we're going to ask questions like, have you been food allergy tested? Mm-hmm. Has anyone in your family 
been food allergy tested. Right. And do they have food allergies? Exactly. Because often this is hereditary. Yeah. And often um, the two major culprits are gluten and dairy. And yes. that's, I mean, it's it sounds a little crazy, but it often is. If I don't even test somebody, I say, let's just do an, an elimination of these because, you know, testing can be pricey. So everyone's different on that uh, level as well. Mm -hmm. So if I have patients who are unable to really do the testing, but we'll do an elimination for six weeks and all of a sudden they're like, wow, my nose is um, not stuffed up anymore. Exactly. Or I'm able to poop more, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, we're looking for some really we're looking for the body to tell us exactly what's going on and yeah. how it's responding and getting back to the drink more water oh, yeah. when you think about how high the water content is in our bodies oh, overall it's like 70% yes. including our brains mm -hmm. we need to be replacing this water exactly now dr tatakin and i live in the desert yes so we are already pretty mindful of this yeah but then in the winter time it can go out the window. It, it will go out the window because we're not perspiring exactly. as much. And the sun isn't as intense. And so we, you know, even we it can get a little lax about this. Exactly. It's, it is very interesting how when you're not sweating, you're just like, okay, I'm not really that thirsty until you're so thirsty. And, yes. and then you got a headache or whatever, you exactly. know. So. so a lot of our approaches are rooted in some common sense mm -hmm. and what I consider to be mindfulness practices. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it just daily getting mindfulness. that, yes, daily mindfulness, mm -hmm. getting that, um, that water in, getting some movement in eating appropriately for your needs. Yes. These are all so important. Yeah. And these help support getting to the root cause of the disorder. Exactly. And, you know, just some of the other areas that we would address typically with this level of treatment is, you know, uh, for example, are you getting appropriate amount of sleep? Um, you know, of course, everybody's different. And if I'm treating a child or um, an adult, I'm going to talk about their sleep needs differently. As mm -hmm. we all know, a child of, you know, maybe nine years old is going to need more like uh, you know, 10 hours of sleep or 11 hours of sleep, depending on the child. But an adult might be more of like seven to eight hours of sleep, depending on the adult. So, yes. And you know. what I'm also seeing is more and more people relying on segmented sleep. Okay. Which is a perfectly legitimate mm -hmm. way of getting in your eight hours, but yeah. you just can't do it in one stretch. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is, I find particularly true of people who have a, a more fluid work schedule or are even retired. Mm. They may sleep a certain stretch, mm -hmm. but then they go back and they go back to sleep later. Hmm. That's very interesting. And as long as they yeah. get that combined seven to eight hours, I'm satisfied mm -hmm. that they're getting enough sleep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we don't, again, we don't have to be rigid about this. Right. I mean, yeah. just 20 minutes of walking mm -hmm. every single day yes. can, has been shown right. and demonstrated to yeah. expand people's lives lifespans. Well, I just saw one of our colleagues posted today uh, regarding the um, just the fact of movement in general. Mm -hmm. So just and, and just knowing that sitting for more than five hours a day 
will throw that all out the window. Yes. It's just amazing. So, so getting up and stretching yeah. at regular intervals, getting up from your chair, walking around. Exactly. Doing a circle around, um, you know, your office. Yes. Or around the building. Yeah. Or at least stretching out. Exactly. Can make a big difference. It's huge. Again, these are very simple steps. These are mindfulness steps in many respects. Mindfulness for self-care. Mm-hmm that are free. That's the key. They're free. <laughs> so, um, you know, just something that Holly and I were talking about before we started recording is just ideas like we'll provide to patients, you know, for moving the lymph system, which of course is our waste system and helps remove our toxins. And that's just simply a dry skin brushing or, or exercise like we were just talking about, or just drinking more water. And mm -hmm. so these are powerful detoxifiers and they're free. Um, so this is things that we'll talk more about as we get into more of our shows, but, um, but it's just so amazing what is out there that yeah. you don't have to spend much on. So, and the root cause is almost always related to the, you know, to, to the foundation, to the foundations and yeah. adapting to some poor habits Absolutely. for a long period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, so hopefully this was informative and piqued your interest to learn the next six steps in the series. Um, stay tuned for the next episode when we'll be talking about stimulating the body's self-healing abilities. Um, and then each show will continue to give you more information of the next show. But um, right now, this is what you can look forward to. So thanks so much again for joining us. We're so excited and um, we look forward to talking with you again. Yes. Have Thanks. a great week. Have a good week. Thank you.